did you know that Christmas isn't the only holiday throughout the year? You know, we have lots of different holidays that we, we, we celebrate. I mean, we have Easter, then we have July 4th, and we have Memorial Day, Labor Day, and even some people call Halloween a holiday, even though nobody gets, like, any time of work, so that really can't be a holiday. Um, but even, even that's us as Christians, and we live in a nation that's supposed to be a Christian nation. But there's people all over the world who celebrate different, different days and different festivals. You know, the Muslims, they celebrate Ramadan. And basically what Ramadan is, they celebrate for a whole month. And for that whole month, they basically celebrate uh, what was supposed to be Allah's revelation to Mohammed. And then the Jews, they celebrate uh, Hanukkah. And Hanukkah, I was looking into Hanukkah, and they make a big deal. And really, it was like one of the uh, ancient festivals, but it really wasn't that important back in the day. But now it's like become this big thing. And basically, Hanukkah was the festival of, of light to celebrate uh, the victory of the Jews over their oppressors, and then also to celebrate their rededication of the Jewish temple. But then you've got like the Sikhs and you've got the Hindus and the Jans and they all celebrate Diwali. They all have different reasons why they celebrate Diwali. But basically Diwali is like a big long celebration where they celebrate for like days on end. And it's basically called the Festival of Lights and it's to celebrate their inner enlightenment, whatever that means. And, uh, and then you've got the Buddhists and one of the biggest days for the Buddhists is called Vesta. And this was basically the day that Buddha died. And so they celebrate that day. And so all these people, they all have all these festivals. And then you put them all into a mix. And then you bring us, who we, 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 we're professing Christians. We believe in, in the story of Jesus. And, and we believe in, in, in what the Bible tells us. And, uh, and we have our days, what we call holy days. But yet, all these people have all these festivals. Yet, they celebrate these festivals to celebrate victory over their enemies, they celebrate the death of their founder, or they celebrate enlightenment or revelations. But yet, there is one day that we celebrate as Christians that is like no other. No other. It separates us from every other religion in this world. And this day is called Christmas Day. There's another one called Easter, but we're kind of in the Christmas season. And it's called Christmas Day. And the reason this day is like any other is because we celebrate something that has never happened before and never will happen again. And this is what we call the virgin birth. There was a baby who was born of a virgin. Now just think about that for a moment. And for those of you who maybe aren't as smart as the rest of us, virgin births are impossible. And, you know, when we went to, when, when I was at school, some of the girls would like, I don't want to go to the school bathroom. I don't want to sit on the school toilet because I may get pregnant or something like that. You know, they thought that's how you get pregnant. I mean, great, that's like the British school system for you. And that's what kind of what we teach. But, uh, but if you don't know, it is impossible to be pregnant if you are a virgin. Well, you know, I mean, there are some things today that science can do. But let's think 2,000 years ago. It was impossible. And as far as I know, there has never been a person before Mary or after Mary who has given birth to a child who was a virgin. Many have claimed to have revelations from God. Many have claimed that they have seen God. You know, even in the ancient religions, there were some crazy people who believed that they were impregnated by God. 
And their kids were like superhuman because these gods came and, and impregnated them. But there has never been anybody who has claimed to give birth to a child while they were a virgin. And then that person that they gave birth to was in fact God. Nobody has ever claimed that they've given birth to God. There's people who have claimed that they've given birth to people who are uh, like a small God with a small G. Or there's people who have claimed that they've given birth to great prophets and great men. But nobody has ever claimed that they have given birth to God. Let's take a look at the story and see what actually happened. If you've got your Bibles, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. It says here, it says in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Elizabeth was the cousin of Mary. God sent an angel... So the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. So Mary, virgin, Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Well, firstly, let's, let's talk about this. So you've got a woman who's a virgin. Her name is Mary. She's probably about 13 years old. We're not sure, but... She's probably around about 13 years old. And now she has a boyfriend. And that boyfriend has proposed to her. And they are about to get married. Could you imagine being that boyfriend? Suddenly finding out that your 13-year-old girlfriend is pregnant. You know you didn't do it. You know the toilet seat didn't do it. Could you just imagine what he was going through at this time? But let's carry on. It says, Gabriel, the angel Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Now tell me, a 13-year-old girl who's pregnant, I'm thinking is not favored. She's in trouble. It says, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. So now Mary is like, okay, what is going on? Any of you seen the movie Alien? And remember like back in the like 80s, 90s, there was this movie Alien. And I mean, I mean, she's probably thinking, what, has aliens got inside of me? I'm a virgin and I'm pregnant. This is impossible. She said, but how can this be? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Well, let's think about this for a moment. You've got this 13-year-old girl who's pregnant. Now, if there's a 13-year-old girl who's pregnant and she gives birth, most of us, we are not going to call that baby holy. We're not going to call her favored. We're going to call a whole lot of names. And sadly, that baby's probably going to be called a whole lot of names. But God looked at this woman and said, you are favored and your baby is holy. So imagine this. Imagine that 
This Jesus, he has given, been given, uh, he has been born out of this woman, Mary, who is a virgin. And we've based our whole faith on that Jesus being born of a virgin Mary. Uh, you know, you walk into a Catholic church and everything is about the virgin Mary. Well, let me ask you for a moment. What if Mary got it wrong? What if Mary tried to pull the wool over everybody's eyes? What if Mary wasn't a virgin? What if Jesus was born like every one of us, everybody else? What if Jesus had been born just like you and me? A man and a woman come together and you know the details. Would anything change? Would your faith change? Would this world change? Would Christmas for you change? That's what I want us to look at today. Will anything change? Because I believe that the virgin birth is one of the, the, the foundational aspects of the Christian faith. And you may believe it or you may not. You may think it's important, you may think it's not. You may actually believe it or you may not. But today I want you just for a moment, just imagine that there was no virgin birth. What would happen? So what if there was no virgin birth? Well, the first thing I can tell you, if there was no virgin birth, then Jesus would not be incarnate. Jesus would not be incarnate. There's a, there's a word in Christian theology that basically means Jesus was fully human, so he was human like the rest of us, but yet he was also fully God. He wasn't half human, half God, but he was fully human and fully God. And that word that we use is called incarnation. Incarnation. You've probably heard some of the, uh, some of the uh, Christmas carols talking about uh, the incarnate deity. And some people singing that, you know, you're at school and singing these carols, thinking, what does that mean? Well, that's what it means. It means that Jesus was a man who was fully God, and also he was fully man. And if Jesus had never been conceived, or, or if Jesus had, had been conceived like every other or every one of us, everyone else, then the claims that Jesus had made must be false. If there, is a, uh, if there was no virgin birth, then everything else that Jesus said had to be false. The reason is, is because if there was no virgin birth, then it would have been impossible for God to be in human form. It would have been impossible for Jesus to be fully God. And if Jesus was not fully God, then he would not be able to be who he said he was. If Jesus had been conceived like everyone else, it means that maybe our faith would have been built on a good man. It maybe means that our faith was built on a prophet. Maybe uh, if there was no virgin birth, then our faith as Christians would have been built on the greatest rabbi who had ever lived. Maybe it was built on a man who could see God. But it couldn't have been built on a man who was God. And also if Jesus had just landed on this earth like an alien. And, and had never been born of a woman. Then that means that Jesus would not have been fully human. Because he wouldn't have been born of a woman. Therefore it would have disqualified him from the job he was about to do. Jesus would not have been able to be fully God and fully man. You may think, well, what does that matter? Well, in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 to 18, it said this. 
It said, because God's children are human beings, that you and me, God's children, are human beings made of flesh and blood. The Son, which is Jesus, also became flesh and blood. So He became like you and me, humans. For only as a human being could Jesus die. And only by dying could He break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could He set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son, which is Jesus, did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham, which is you, you and me, and, and it literally it meant the Jews, but now it means you and me. It says, therefore, it was necessary for Jesus to be made in every aspect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. So, if there was no virgin birth, then Jesus could not be fully man and he could not be fully God. Which means that Jesus could not be who he said he was. It also means that Jesus, would, uh, in all of his glory, would not be able to understand just some of the things that you're going through in your life. The Bible tells us that because Jesus became a man, he suffered just like we suffer. And that means that if Jesus had not been born of a virgin, then he would not be able to understand your sufferings and your pain and the things that you go through in this life. It also means that we wouldn't have a high priest in heaven interceding for us or praying for us on our behalf. It means that God's mercy upon human beings would probably still be dependent on the sacrifice of bulls and goats and lambs. It means that God did not walk this earth. And that means that God did not show us the way to live if there was no virgin birth. Without a virgin birth, then Jesus could not be fully God, which means that Jesus cannot be the hope for the world. And it means that Christmas is just a festival like every other festival that there is. Jesus would not be incarnate. The incarnate deity. What if? What if there would be no virgin birth? Well, if there would be no virgin birth, then Jesus would not be the second Adam. And like, the second Adam, what are you talking about? Well, when God created the world, He created man. And He called this man Adam. And Adam was said to be made in the likeness of God. In fact, Adam was a perfect human being. Adam was actually born out of the dust of the earth. Uh, God created him out of the dust of the earth. And Adam was sinful and he was the perfect human being. And that was in, until that dreaded day in the garden where... He took of a fruit that God told him not to eat, and he ate it. No longer did Adam become this perfect person. He disobeyed God and he fell into sin. And from that moment on, the very seed of Adam, of which every one of us is created, we've also fallen into sin. And the penalty for this sin is death, and that's eternal death. In Romans chapter 3, and uh, verse, uh, verse 23, it says this. It says, for everybody, and I'm going to paraphrase here, everyone of the seed of Adam has sinned 
And we all fall short of God's glorious standard. The Bible also tells us, it says, the penalty for sin is death. And so that means that because of Adam, everyone else who was born of the seed of Adam sins. Some people believe that when we come out of the womb, our mother's womb, that we are sinful. Other people don't believe that. But it, it doesn't matter because the Bible tells us, tells us that everybody has sinned. Everybody of the seed of Adam has sinned. And the only way to get out of this punishment, which is death, was for a second Adam to be born. And this Adam would not disobey God. But in fact, this Adam would live a sinless life. A life that was worthy of heaven and eternal life. And since everyone born from the seed of Adam has sinned, that if Jesus had been conceived like everyone else of us, if Jesus had been born of the seed of Adam, then it would have been impossible for him to be the second Adam. He would have just been the offspring of Adam, not the second Adam. Therefore, Jesus would not have been qualified to give his life for you. There was no virgin birth. You can see in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 to 15 it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not any law to break. Still, everybody died because that was the result of sin. From the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who is yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift, which is Jesus. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many, it brought death to us all. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and His gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And then we see in, uh, in, Roman, uh, sorry, in Hebrews chapter, chapter 7 and verse 26, it says Jesus is the kind of high priest that we need. Jesus is holy and blameless. He's unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place in heaven. This means that Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect one to become the second Adam who could save humanity. And if there was no virgin birth, then it would have been impossible for Jesus to be the second Adam. And if there's no second Adam, then there's no hope for us. What if there was no virgin birth? Well, if there was no virgin birth, there would be no saviour. Without the virgin birth, there would be no second Adam. There would be no hope for mankind. There would be no Easter. There would be no cross. There would be no crucifixion. There would be no death. There would be no resurrection. There would be no grace. There would be no salvation. And probably there would be no eternal life for us. We would live a life in eternal separation from God. We would live in darkness like other people in this world. And we would just have to cross our fingers and hope that what we believed was right. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 16, it says, as a result of God's gracious gift, which is Jesus, 
Oh, sorry, and the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of Adam's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift, which was Jesus, leads us to being made right with God, even though that we are guilty of many sins. So firstly, Jesus made us right with God. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act, which is Christ the second Adam, His one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God, and he brings new life for everyone. So instead of death, which Adam caused us, now Jesus, who is the second Adam, he is now causing life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because this, other one, this one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous or right with God. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them death, now God's wonderful grace through Jesus Christ rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What if there would be no virgin birth? then we would not be right with God. We would be separate from God. If there had been no virgin birth, then Jesus would have been a fraud. And we may not have hope. Well, we've seen what happens if we believe that there's no virgin birth. If there was no virgin birth, we see that God cannot be incarnate. He cannot be fully God and fully man. We see that He cannot be the second Adam. He, he, we see that there is no salvation. There is no Savior. But I want to ask you today as I close. I want to ask you this question. Or I want you to ask you this question. What if Mary was right? What if the Bible is right? What if Mary really did give birth to the incarnate deity? What if the virgin birth was something that was true? Then what would that mean for you? What would that mean for us? What would that mean for humanity? It means that Jesus would be fully God and he would be fully man. That means that God would understand your pain and your suffering. God would understand your testings and your trials and the temptations that you go through. God would understand every single bit of your life. From when you wake up in the morning to, to you lay your head to rest at night. He would understand you. Because He's been through it. It means that Jesus would be your high priest. So that means that you have somebody in heaven who is interceding for you, who is praying for you. It means that Jesus would not be a fraud, but in fact Jesus would be God's incredible gift to mankind. It would mean that God loved us so much that He gave His only Son 
in order to save the lives of humankind. It would mean that God loved man so much that he would die for man. It would mean that Jesus was the only one who could ever be qualified to be the second Adam. It would mean that Jesus looked at people who were sinful, who were down, who were nothing, who were, who were dropouts, and He would look at them and He would see potential in them and He would see that they would be people that He, that he would want them to be their hand, His hands and their feet extended. It means that Jesus would look at you and me and He would love us so much that He would give His life And then He would give us a comforter called the Holy Spirit to help us live this life. It would mean that not only did Jesus die, but in fact, Jesus' death was so powerful that it gave us life. It would mean the very same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is now living in you. It would mean that there is a Savior. It would mean that there is hope for eternal life. And it would mean that through Jesus Christ, you have right standing in the eyes of God. If there was a virgin birth, then Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 would be true. And this is what it says. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and she will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. In 1995, there was a a song that got released by a lady called Joan Osborne. Some people thought this song was offensive. Others thought it was pretty a cool song. The song was called One of Us. And the chorus went like this. I'm not going to sing it for you, so don't worry. Even though I was humming it this morning. (laughs) The lyrics go like this. It says, What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus trying to find his way home. Well, you know, Joan got it partly right. Jesus did become one of us. Yet he wasn't a slob, I don't think. And he wasn't trying to find his way home. Jesus became one of us so that he could die for us. And give us an incredible gift called grace that would give us life. But Jesus wasn't trying to find his way home. In fact, Jesus became one of us so that we could find our way home. And that home is an eternal destination with us being right with the Father, in close relationship with the Father. And I believe with all my heart that we, when this life will end, we will be in heaven with God because of what Jesus Christ has done. Today, Emmanuel is with us. You notice it wasn't Emmanuel was with us. Or Emmanuel will be with us. 
but today for your life and your mind. It says, Emmanuel, God is with us. That means right now, right in this place, God is with you. Over this Christmas time, as you go through all the things, all the busyness that we do at Christmas, God is with you. When you wake up in the morning and you take a shower, God is with you. When you have your breakfast, God is with you. On your crazy commute to work, God is with you. When you're in the office or, or when, when, you know, whatever job that you do, God is with you. When you're having problems with your kids, God is with you. When you're having issues with your marriage, God is with you. When you're struggling to balance your checkbook, God is with you. Everywhere you go, God is with you. Because Jesus was born of a virgin. And it meant he was fully God and fully man. Let's pray.